0: She breathed. They were standing at the top of a gently sloping hillside, overlooking a valley filled with strange trees and shrubs. In the distance, a small river wound around rocks and plants, occasionally spreading out to form shallow ponds lined with reeds and tall grass. Beyond, broad meadows rolled like amber carpeting out to forested hills tucked at the foot of a snow covered mountain. The songs of birds filled the bright air. Barry was so fascinated, he forgot to be nervous. He shaded his eyes with his hand, squinting into the distance. There are animals down there, but they don't look very much like dinosaurs. Mimi was looking around curiously.
1: And this doesn't look much like Dinosaur World. Plants are different, and I don't think dinosaurs live in the snow.
0: Something caught her eye.
1: What is that?
0: Built out over the hillside was a large platform. Swaying gently back and forth on a thick wire cable above the platform was a pale yellow plastic car, about eight feet long and three feet wide, the kind you might find on a carnival ride. Only this one was shaped like a pteranodon, an 85 million year old flying reptile. It had wide wings, a narrow crest rising above an arched neck, and a thin pointed beak with rows of sharp pointed teeth. It's a ride, the boy whispered. There was a ticket booth next to a stairway leading up to the platform and a sign which Mimi read out loud
1: Prehistorious Ramlet. Automated guidance guides tours through the wildest world of all. Come on,
0: Barry. And she started climbing the steps toward the waiting car. Can't just But he stopped when he heard a piercing whistle, followed by a booming voice coming from a loudspeaker. Lunch break's over. Let's get back to work. Uh-oh. Now we're going to get it, sis. We'd better... Hey! He yelled as Mimi grabbed his hand and yanked him up into the car, just as the construction crew came around the corner of the building, talking and laughing. Shh. down and be quiet. Mimi whispered as she pushed her brother down onto the floor of the small car they go away. The construction foreman picked up a megaphone. Okay, ready on the final test run of the Pteranodon trolley. Barry, who was scrunched down uncomfortably inside the cable car wishing he could make himself invisible, asked,
1: What's the Pteranodon trolley?
0: An electric motor began to hum beneath the platform.
1: I think I know what it
0: is, Mimi answered. With a jerk that startled both of them, the cable car started moving.
1: This is the tyrannodon, Charlie, and we're riding it.
0: As the car started down the cable across the prehistoric valley, Barry was too scared to yell or try to get out. But Mimi was smiling as hard as she could. This was an adventure.
1: There's not much we can do right now,
0: but enjoy the ride, Mimi said. She sat up, looked out, and was spellbound by the sights and sounds of the landscape slowly passing beneath them. A grove of palm trees shattered an undergrowth of bushy shrubs and thick ferns. Birds chirped and fluttered from branch to branch. A family of plesiatipas, ancient primates, scampered up and down the tree trunks, chattering to each other just like squirrels. A narrow stream tumbled over rocks and then spread out to form a shallow pool. A champsasar lay almost hidden in the grass and mud. The small crocodile-like creature opened its long, thin snout with a hiss, startling several tiny horses drinking at the edge of the pool.
1: Barry, look! Those horses aren't any bigger than dogs!
0: Barry looked at the diminutive creatures and started to smile. But just at that moment, a strange voice said,
1: Welcome to Prehistoria.
0: And he almost jumped out of his skin. Mimi pointed to the speaker.
1: It's the automated guide. It must be a recording.
0: Next to the speaker were small drawings of animals, each with a button next to it. The voice continued,
1: Prehistoria is what the Earth was like during the Cenozoic era, after the dinosaurs became extinct 65 million years ago. The time when mammals became the dominant life on our planet. The Cenozoic era is divided into geological epochs called the Paleocene, Eocene, Oligocene, Miocene, Pliocene, and Pleistocene. What epoch are we living in?
0: Barry wondered out loud. As though it had heard him, the guide continued.
1: We're living during the Holocene, or recent epoch of geological time. For the rest of this tour, when you want information about different animals, please push the button next to the animal's picture. And we hope you uh, enjoy your... Uh, uh, uh.
0: The tape recording finished in an electronic stammer.
1: Gee, I hope they get that thick.
0: Mimi said as she pushed the button next to the picture of the tiny horses. The guide immediately answered.
1: Hyracotherium, also known as Eohippus or Dawn Horse, was the earliest known horse. It lived during the Eocene epoch more than 50 million years ago. And instead of hooves, it had toes to enable it to walk on soft forest ground.
0: The Pteranodon trolley carried them beyond the primeval forest plain and out over a sparsely wooded meadow. Stands of white-barked poplar trees and redwoods dotted the landscape. Barry noticed movement close to a large rock outcropping. Look, Mimi. He whispered excitedly.
1: Sabretooth.
0: Mimi leaned out over the side and saw two magnificent saber-tooth cats as big as lions. Their smooth muscles rippled beneath their thick brown coats as they walked. One of them stopped to lazily scratch and yawn in the warm sun.
1: They're called
0: saber-tooths, she said, looking at the feline's curved six-inch fangs in amazement. Suddenly, with a blur of motion, a small brown ball of fur leaped up onto the stomach of the huge cat and began snarling furiously. Mimi was almost afraid to watch. She knew any creature daring to attack the saber-tooth could be ruthlessly torn to shreds. Instead, the savage cat rolled over onto its back and began playfully pawing and growling at the smaller animal. Barry, she exclaimed. Kitten. In a flash, two other kittens joined the first, bouncing around and hissing fiercely. As Mimi and Barry watched in fascination, the family of fearful predators romped and played with carefree abandon. Barry. The automated guide came to life when Mimi found the right picture and pushed the button.
1: Smilodon, a saber-toothed cat, was one of the most successful carnivores ever. It roamed the prehistoric landscape during the Pleistocene epoch, hunting bison, mammoths, and herds of ungulates or hoof mammals. Off
0: in the distance, the children heard a loud trumpeting call. That sounded like an elephant, Barry said. The big saber-tooths abruptly leapt to their feet. As though some unseen signal had passed between them, the kittens instantly quieted down. The big cats crouched low and moved stealthily out from behind the rocks, the little ones following, instinctively taking a lesson in how to hunt by imitating the adults. Silent, the saber-toothed cats began to inch their way forward. The hunt had begun. elephants, but they sure don't look like them, said Mimi, staring in astonishment at a herd of 20 or so remarkable-looking animals. Barry was gazing at the leader in fascination.
1: Who ever heard of an elephant with a mouth
0: like a bulldozer? The animal's wide, flat trunk protruded out over two very long, very flat teeth, which stuck straight out from its lower jaw.
1: The ambelodon,
0: said the automated guide,
1: was one of many types of mastodons. An early relative of modern elephants that roamed throughout North America and many other parts of the world beginning in the Miocene Epoch. For obvious reasons, they are nicknamed Shovel Tuskers.
0: As they began rooting for food in the soft dirt, it was easy to see why. Their wide, flat teeth worked just like shovels. Ah! Barry said,
1: The leader looks nervous. Ah! I'll bet he smells the saber juice.
0: Mimi observed, Big Shovel Tusker twitched his small ears and shifted nervously from one thick leg to the other, as though getting ready to run.